Grace and peace to you from God our Father and from the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Lord God, as we await the return of your Son, help us to wait patiently and fervently and help us to be ready. In Jesus' name, amen. When I was a senior in high school and a, and a freshman in college, I was on the North Carolina Synod Council as a youth representative. Now, if you don't know what Synod Council is, it's like this. We are part of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America. It is divided into 65 synods. We are in the South Carolina Synod. I was in the North Carolina Synod. But just because it looks like that, there are some synods that ha some synods have... Wait, wait, how, how did I say it? Some states have more than one synod, and some synods have more than one state. But there are 65. And again, we're part of the South Carolina Synod, and at the time I was in the North Carolina Synod. Each of those synods has a synod council, which is a lot like a congregation council, only it oversees the entire synod. Actually, Deacon Deborah is on the South Carolina Synod Council right now. And most of them, if not all, have a youth representative. Someone in high school or, or early college that sits to represent all the youth in that Senate. And that was me. So I was traveling one Saturday morning to go to this meeting, already nervous that I was going to be the only youth, the only kid in a room full of adults. But another problem was I didn't know exactly how to get to the Senate office. I was living in Newton, North Carolina, and it's in Salisbury. And it's about an hour away. By that point in time, my parents trusted me enough to, to drive that far without them. Um, but, you know, back then, it was a little more challenging to find your way when you didn't know where you were going. They didn't have these cool things called GPSs. And MapQuest wasn't even invented then, or if it was, nobody knew about it. So there were two ways that you could find your, your directions. One, you could use a map, and, well, that was too difficult. Or... You could get somebody to give you directions. Well, as a preacher's kid, my father had driven to the Senate office many times before, so he gave me directions. In what he calls handwriting, he wrote out step by step of what I needed to do. As you leave the house, get on West 9th Street, turn left. After a block, turn right onto Highway 321. Go to the stop, the main stoplight at the end of 321. And turn right onto Conover Boulevard. Go through Conover until you get to Rock Barn Road and turn left. Then go down Rock Barn Road until you get to I-40 West to Statesville. Get on the interstate. Drive down the interstate until you come to Statesville. And then you will see signs to I-77 toward Charlotte. Get on that one. And then drive several miles until you see Highway 70 towards Salisbury and get off there and go into Salisbury. Okay, no problem. So I did all that. Got on West 9th Street. You know, I, I knew my way to the interstate. I had done that before. So I drove all the way to the interstate, went to I-40, got on 77, no problem. And then I drove several miles. Okay, stop for a moment. Let's have a quiz. How many of you think several means one? Two? Three? Four, five, ten. Well, in my high school brain, it was more along the ten route. Several, I always thought, meant kind of a lot. 
you know. And so I got off on I-77, and I was driving around, you know. I was paying attention, sort of, but, I mean, it's not like I had that much to distract me back then. Again, no cell phones. And so I'm driving, and, you know, after about five miles or so, I started looking for the sign to get off the interstate. But there was no sign to get off the interstate. So I kept driving. Still no sign to get off the interstate. And I'm getting closer and closer to Charlotte. And I'm realizing, you know what? I, I didn't see a sign. So next problem. I had to find, figure out how I was going to call someone to get directions to see where I needed to go. Because, oh, by the way, didn't have a cell phone. And so I had to find a place that had a payphone and then figure out how to use the payphone because, you know, that could be a challenge in and of itself. So I finally figured all that out, called home. After I asked the people at the gas station where I was, they told me, my father told me to turn around and go back and this time actually look for the signs. And I told them, there's not a sign. I looked for the sign several miles after I got off I-40. And, and, and he says, yeah, and it's there. Several miles after you get off on the 77. It's right there. Okay. The problem here was that the word several was confusing. I thought it meant a lot. Apparently, it doesn't. It means, according to Webster's Dictionary, more than two, less than many. Okay. It was 2.9 miles. From I seventy from I forty to get to, to Highway seventy, and I didn't, and I completely missed it. But sure enough, there was a sign there, as bright as daylight, over the interstate, I, I Highway seventy to Salisbury, and I just didn't see it. How many of us have ever done things like that? I mean, you, you've heard the phrase, um, "If it was a snake, it would have bitten you." I'm pretty sure I'm immune to snake venom at this point because I get bit all the time. Just the other day, my mother asked me to go upstairs and bring down some, some chairs from her attic. as a walk-in attic. And I looked, I opened the door, and I didn't see any chairs. And I walked right back downstairs and said, Mama, your chairs aren't up here. And she said, yes, they are. And she went up and looked, and there they were, right next to the door. It was, if it a snake, it had bit me. How many of you have ever lost your glasses only to find them sitting on top of your head? Or your pencil only to find it behind your ear? Or your keys because they were in your pocket? Your phone, back pocket. Happens all the time, right? The, it's right there as plain as day and we completely miss it. I think that's what our gospel is pointing to today. Jesus says, he's talking about when, when the Son of God will come again. And he says that it'll be like as in the days of Noah. Where people were just living their lives. You know, eating, drinking, be merry. You know, marrying and being married. You know, life was great. And all of a sudden, Noah gets on the ship. And the, the floods come and everybody's washed away but Noah and his family. And they didn't see it coming. And then he said, so when that day comes, it's going to be like this. There's going to be two in the field. One will be taken, and the other will be, as the King James puts it, left behind. Two, will be, two women will be grinding at the meal. One will be taken, one will be left behind. By the way, this is the text where the, series, the Left Behind series comes from. 
where, you know, the books that came out a long time ago where people were just living their lives and all of a sudden half the world's population just disappeared. Didn't work well when the pilot was one of those people. Um, but, but that's what he's talking about. And then he says, you know, because it, this is going to happen at an unexpected time and an unexpected way. And nobody knows when it's going to happen except the Father. And so all of a sudden... Jesus is just going to show up and we're not going to have any way to know ahead of time. According to the text that we read. Except for the fact that when Matthew wrote this, he wrote a whole bunch of stuff before it and a whole bunch of stuff after it. So it's probably a good idea for us to read a little bit of what came right before this. Because this doesn't just pop up out of nowhere. All of chapter 24 talks about what to expect ahead of time. And then he says, immediately after the suffering of those days, the sun will be darkened and the moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven and the powers of heaven will be shaken. Then the, son of, then the sign of the Son of Man will appear in heaven and then all the tribes of the earth will mourn and they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he will send out his angels with a loud trumpet call and they will gather the elect from the four winds from the end of heaven to the other. From the fig tree, learn its lesson. As soon as the branches come, become tender and puts forth its leaves, you know that summer is near. And so when you see these things, you know that he is near at the very gates. So you see, my friends, as we wait for the coming of Jesus, where it talks about that it's going to become coming at an unexpected time, yes, we don't know exactly when it's going to come. But there are signs there that let us know what's going on. Because you see, well, we go through life lost a lot of times. And, I mean, like I was that day driving down the road. But honestly, when's the last time any of you got lost driving? If you have, let me show you this cool thing on your phone called a GPS, right? It tells you exactly what to do. And, and, the only, and let me tell you, if you get off track, she starts yelling at you, right? I mean, you get off to go to the bathroom, uh, turn around, rerouting, go back the other way. And it, it constantly gives you directions of where you need to be. Well, wouldn't it be nice to have one of those for life? To see the signs that are right in front of us. But the truth is we do. We have a GPS. God places signs. And these signs are all over the place. I mean, and for starters, these signs are in Scripture. When we're looking for the way to go in life, when we're looking for how we are supposed to be ready and wait, it's all throughout Scripture. I know it's a big book, but let me narrow it down for you. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. If you got those three down, then you pretty much have the whole book. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourselves. Those are the directions that you need to get through life. If you are doing that, then you are doing just fine. You are waiting exactly the way God wants you to wait. Love God, love your neighbor, love yourself. But still, there are times when we get lost, right? When our relationships break down, when, when our jobs come to an end, when we have financial problems, when we have illnesses, when, when things aren't going the way we expected them to go. And what do we do then? GPS. God places signs. Not only in scripture, but also in daily living. There are people that are often put in your path 
at just the right time, at just the right moment, to give you just the right message that you need to hear. Sometimes there are events in your life that happen just when you need them to point you in a different direction. Sometimes there's a television show or, or a card in the mail or someone calls at that moment. My friends, these are the signs that God continuously puts in our path. Because believe me, God places signs. As we wait for the coming of Christ, we still live our lives. And sometimes we know exactly where to go and exactly what to do. But sometimes we are completely and utterly lost. And when those times happen, remember, God places signs. Use your GPS. Look for those signs around you. Pay attention. Because the reality is, when I was driving down that road, the sign was there the whole time. I just never saw it. As followers of Jesus Christ, the signs are there. We just have to follow them. We just have to wait, prepare, and follow the signs. Because God will lead us to where we need to be. Amen.